Um, but just this is going to be the year of, of cracks and fissures. So just bear that in mind. Um, and just to a certain degree that came, we've already seen kind of earthquakes um, here on the West Coast, which I think uh, are, are pretty symbolic of how 2018 is certainly going to pan out. The purging that we've seen so far hasn't yet reached its conclusion. Uh, that's not quite done. The danger to the coasts remain. Uh, when I asked the spirits, and I said, this seems to be the same as last year. And they're like, yeah, yeah, it's going to be like that for about 10 years. So that's bear that in mind. Um, but this is this is the year of, if last year was the year of purging, this is going to be the year of cracks and fissures, where we start to see things, kind of the cracks and the flaws within uh, systems, institutions, societies, groups, etc., um, and the tribulations that come with that. So uh, it's going to be an interesting year for sure, without a doubt. I will give more details uh, next week as I, as I type this out, but I just wanted to state that. Um, uh, I hope everyone had a fantastic New Year's Eve and is starting off 2018 with positivity and uh, abundance and happiness and surrounded by loved ones. On that note, let us check in with John St. Germain, see how he is doing and how his 2018 has been going. So welcome, John St. Germain. So glad to have you here. Well, I'm really glad to be back, Conjurman Ali. I love being on the show. I always have a great time. And, uh, well, you want to know what's going on with me? Well, you know, I started almost exactly a year ago uh, because mm-hmm. it was uh, January 6th that we moved into this new house. Uh, restoring this 125-year-old mansion, and we're uh, continuing to do that. We have our basement problems resolved, and um, we recently, and I mean recently, um, took down this rickety old wooden fence and completely rebuilt it using the remains of the old wooden fence uh, into a new and shining uh, perimeter fence. We just refinished the wood and put it up, and now the entire perimeter of the house uh, and the second lot around my chapel is now enclosed in the fence and uh, put a new gate on it. Uh, So we're making this... uh, righteous old mansion uh what it should be a showplace and uh because the people who owned it before neglected it and it was a very sad um little building and uh now we're making it the majestic uh place that it should be and the spirits that of the house and around the house are rejoicing with that and helping us along with it and uh, uh you can just tell the energy of the house and the the place is much much better now um, so that's mainly what I've been doing all year. All year is, is working on this house and uh, dealing with you know wor- dealing with that, and uh, uh, of course working with my clients all year too, which is always very rewarding, and I'm grateful to have that uh, going on. And uh, uh, in our personal life, I guess my little granddaughter is four. You know, she lives with us, and she turned four in December, and uh, she's four going on seventeen. Oh, exciting! So <laughs> yeah, so it's very nice. And, uh, you know, it, uh, a man my age, you know, being 58, suddenly becoming a parent again like that, it uh, it it kind of rolls the clock back on you. You uh, you know, you realize you don't, you can't, you can't get old. So <laughs> you push off that whole uh, uh, decrepitude thing for a while. Uh, so it's uh, it's just a nice, it's just, it's really kind of a nice thing. I mean, when it first happened, I was like, oh god, I'm too old for this. But then I just thought, well, I can't be too old for this. So um, age is attitude. I've, I've learned this to be true. Very true. Age is certainly attitude. Well, that's very exciting. Children do bring a certain energy without a doubt. Oh, uh, let's gosh, bring yeah. in our, 
Let's bring okay. on our wonderful uh, our co our, our guest uh, Debbie Spring and see how she's doing. Before we dive into our topic, I want to do uh, justice to to our topic. I think it's a very big topic and an interesting topic. So welcome, Debbie. Mm-hmm. Uh, so glad to have you back onto the show. What's new in your neck of the woods? Oh, for me, I am uh, doing. A, I had a really big pick in uh, client candle services, and I was so grateful mm. and happy for it because that's one of my favorite things to do. So to get to do more of that was uh, fantastic. And uh, I've been working on updating my website to make it easier and give people more options for candle services just in a response to sort of what I was seeing people were asking for. So I've been working on that. And hopefully, you know, by springtime, all of that will be ready to go live. And so that's going to be exciting. Uh, And then in my personal life, uh, I'm actually getting ready to get married uh, next month. It's, uh, oh, we're keeping it very small and casual. <laughs> Thank mm-hmm. you very much. Uh, so we're just keeping it real small and casual, which uh, helps because, you know, I am doing most of the planning as a double Virgo, uh, whether or not I want it in <laughs> my job. And, <laughs> and that's okay. And, and I wouldn't, mostly wouldn't have it any other way. So. <laughs> what yeah, would so we do without our Virgos? <laughs> I don't know. Well, congrats. <laughs> yes, very true. Um, congratulations. That's very exciting news. Uh, blessings and Thank happiness you. to you and your and your partner. Uh, very, very exciting. All the best it. with that. So let's uh, dive into our our topic. We've you, Debbie has presented us with an interesting topic: uh, mirrors. And for the life of me. I cannot think if we've covered this topic ever before, <laughs> even though it is such an important I don't remember it of, coming up. Yeah. So uh, I, it was one of those moments where I'm like, oh, duh, we should have talked about mirrors. <laughs> so this is – it's great. It's fantastic. Um, I'm going to give a brief introduction, and then we're going to turn this over to Debbie, and she can guide um, us in the direction that she wants when it comes to, the, to mirrors. Um, mirrors are a, a very important staple in hoodoo. Um, and it talks really to the to the multifaceted nature of hoodoo's roots, if you will, pardon the kind of pun. Um, mirror work uh, draws quite heavily both from its European folk tradition as well as um, some of its African folk traditions. It's deeply associated with spirits, uh, with communication, with the capacity to see, but also has a strong protective and reversal quality, which is its most popular mm-hmm. kind of use in modern contemporary hoodoo practices. And we see the, the mm-hmm. mention of mirrors in Henry Hyatt. We see the mention of hoodoo in a lot of kind of Folk are the mirrors in a lot of folk descriptions of hoodoo. So it is an important aspect of, of what root workers do, and it's a very important and powerful tool. So, Debbie, tell us a little bit about how you use mirrors in your work and why you think this is a topic we should be discussing. Mm-hmm. I was actually really surprised. I thought for sure when I said I wanted to talk to mirrors, uh, you know, Nagashiva was going to say, oh, we've talked about that 10 times before. Uh, so when he was like, yes, let's talk about it, I was like, yes, because I, I love mirrors. I love working with them. I work with them fairly frequently uh, for myself and my loved ones as well as my clients. Uh, I do primarily use them for that more protective aspect of, you know, shielding and reversal mm-hmm. uh, things. Although, obviously, as you said, you know, the mirror has a lot of magical uses uh, from scrying 
and, you know, mm-hmm. spirit communication, you know, and use in mantiums, you know, you see it in feng shui with the bagua mirrors, uh, in Vastu Shastra, which is, you know, sometimes called Indian feng shui, uh, you know, they use it sort of in behind like a money altar to double the effect of, you know, the drawing being done on an altar. Uh, but what I wanted to mostly focus on for the purposes of our panel discussion was that use of uh, it for protection and reversal. Um, I am a very late-hearted worker myself, uh, mm-hmm. so sort of mirror, mirror reversals are kind of the closest that I will personally get to, uh, you know, crossing and uh, crossing time, types of work. I have to let people cross themselves up <laughs> with, uh, with mm-hmm. the help of a mirror if, you know, if they deserve it. Uh, it, it. It's such useful work and it's so practical and it doesn't have to cost a lot of money by any stretch of the imagination. You know, you can get mirrors of all sorts of different sizes from craft stores and doll stores. And, uh, you know, the only main thing, you know, I want to mention it just sort of off the top, you know, just set out of the way is if you're going to be using mirrors, you know, to, to bind someone up or, or something like that, you want to make sure you never touch your own reflection uh, in those mirrors that you're going to use because you don't want, you know, caught up mm-hmm. in that work at all. And that's just something to mention because it can be a little tricky the first, you know, couple of times that you do it trying not to catch yourself in the mirror, but it's an important thing to sort of figure out the best way that that can work for you. Um, for me personally, I kind of keep mirrors that I've earmarked for mirror boxing reversals in a little open bag in my supply area, you know, so that way when I'm ruffling through things trying to find something, I don't accidentally catch myself in it. And uh, it's just an extra reminder to be mindful about that when I do go use those mirrors. So, um, but yeah, I mean, when you're using mirrors in this regard, uh, you know, there's sort of two ways you can talk about it. I'm sure there's more than that. Uh, but uh, sort of outward facing, uh, which would be like a shielding and a protection for someone. Uh, it's kind of similar in usage to sometimes you, you talk about umparos and you know, being the personal concerns or a photo of people sort of between two holy cards of St. Michael or some protective saint. Uh, but using mirrors in the same way where you're putting them in between the two mirrors that are reflected outward, so that, that way anything that may be uh, targeting that person is reflected back uh, you know, away from them without being able to, to get to them. And then, of course, uh, using them in an inward-facing fashion, which is, you know, a reversing and sort of buying someone. Um, I've Sort of seen it referred to as almost like a magical shock collar, because when you put someone in those mirrors, you know any negativity they put out immediately reflects back onto themselves. So as long as they keep being a jerk, you know they're gonna be having a lot of problems they themselves have created. But if they you know shape up, uh, they'll they'll be fine. <laughs> so it's kind of uh, I, I like it as I kind of think of it as sort of the ultimate justice work there. You know you, you're you're getting what you're putting out there. So those are the two ways I like to work with them. Um, I'm with others. Uh, mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, and, I, and I'm, I'm hoping very much to learn about it because, as I said, I, uh, I love using uh, the mirror. Uh, the mirror box, mm-hmm. I think, is the most popular mm-hmm. for that sort of uh, keeping mm-hmm. an enemy, you know, under control. You hear a lot about the mirror box, and I, I am making a lot of those yeah. clients. Mm-hmm. I love that you the way you put it a, a sort of a shop collar of sorts. That's a that's a really fantastic 
explanation of the way mirrors would work in that protective reversal fashion. Um, and it is a type of working that that in hoodoo uh, can be done by uh, even people who are not interested in, in crossing work or who will not do um, uh, both-handed works, like, as you mentioned, lady-hearted workers. Mm-hmm. Um, they can do reversal mm-hmm. work and have a very effective and powerful protective work. Uh, so, yeah, mirrors are super useful in that regards. Um, and we see them show up in, in hoodoo in a variety of different fashions. In um, some regards, you don't see it as popular as, as anymore, but mirrors have been associated with spirits in particular, um, with ancestors, with the spirits of the dead. Uh, and this goes really back to its, to its African roots. If you look at the Buiti or the Fawn tribe in particular, even before the use of mirrors, there was the use of still ponds in forests that you would go mm. for divination practices. The idea being that ancestors can be carried by water, but that also they would hang out in trees, that spirits hang out in trees, and so mm. they would look into the pools, still waters, and look at the reflections of the trees in order to catch a glance. Uh, or a glimpse mm. of, of the spirits and work with them in, in that regard. And in hoodoo, the way that that manifested is that some people often would keep uh, mirrors on their ancestral altars, not often called altars per se, um, but the space or the sacred space that is dedicated to the, to the dead or to the uh, ancestors, um, which we anthropologically kind of refer to uh, as altars, um, often had mirrors mm-hmm. on them. And it was usually a mirror of someone specifically, someone's grandmother or great-grandmother, um, and it would be kept on there. Uh, and in many ways that reflects, no pun intended, the, the uh, tradition within Europe as well, where mirrors can be used for scrying. But without a doubt, mm-hmm. as you mentioned, one of the most popular uses for mirrors is protection and reversal work. Uh, so, John, let's, start, mm-hmm. let's turn to you. What are some of the ways that you use uh, mirrors in your work, and do you find it an important way of working hoodoo? Um, is there a particular trick you have with, with mirrors you'd like to talk about? Oh, my goodness, yes. But uh, let me ask you, Miss mm-hmm. Devi, you're talking about cap- capturing mm-hmm. your reflection. That's a very important point. Uh, do you cover your face when you work with mirrors? I do. Yeah. I put on, uh, yeah, I put on a big pair of, you know, sunglasses, Audrey Hepburn sunglasses to cover half my face just to end up themselves. And, uh, and many, then I, many people hide, hood, like, hood themselves. They'll, they'll hood themselves. Yeah. Or put a, put mm-hmm. a, put a, like a babushka around their face. Uh, mm-hmm. when they work, when they work with mirrors, uh, I, I do, uh, I'll put on a, mm-hmm. I'll put on a, a scarf, uh, a shawl basically yep. around my face when I work in there. You do not, you do not. If you're doing a jinx. No, I do. With a mirror, yeah, no, I do. Yeah. Yeah. You do not want yeah. your, your capture yourself or pictures of people behind you of your family. Um, and that's an important mm, point, point too. You can yeah. cover your face. Yeah. But if you have like your mom and your dad or your kids on the, on the wall behind you, you don't want them captured either because mm-hmm. pictures can be captured in mirrors. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, mm-hmm. it's like when you're working with a doll, you know, if you're, if you're thinking, well, I'm, I'm jinxing this SOB, but man, I'm mad at my son too because he didn't take the trash out, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So that, that, that clear, clarity is very important in spell work, and that's why I, sh- I shiver when I think about, you know, people doing it on their own. I want to build a mirror box on my own. I think, oh my God, <laughs> you know. But yeah, so I have mm-hmm. a lot of uh, uses for mirrors. Uh, um, did I did I mention on the show my grandmother's when my grandmother passed away there was a lot of her tools in a little box, uh, and one was a one of these uh, 
what, you know, these porcelain coffee cups like they used to give away prizes when you'd go to a movie mm-hmm. or to a show. They're called mm-hmm. bank night or uh, prize night. They give you dishes. And she had this porcelain coffee cup that was all chipped and everything. But and you could tell that it used to be a white porcelain coffee cup, but she had painted it black. Mm-hmm. And uh, and uh, I, I could not find out what it was. And I looked around, and I asked around, and one of her former uh, clients used to come around and said, oh, she would fill that with water. And she would uh, look into it for visions. So she, it was a scrying cup. She had painted it black mm. and made a and filled it with water and would scry into it. So I have that, and uh, uh, and it does work. Uh, it was an old country way of making a scrying bowl, uh, a scrying mirror. And um, so uh, that was uh, very interesting to me. She had taken this uh, black paint that was just used to paint uh, barns and stuff, and painted this uh, coffee cup that she got. And uh, kept it for, as far as I know, 50 years and used it uh, more because she was a crystal gazer, too, and she used this as a scrying tool. But I'm, I'm going to give you uh, – this is something you can take um, – you can go down to the auto auto store, and you can buy a mirror that's in sheets that you can cut with scissors. And it's meant to fix your rearview mirrors on your car. Mm-hmm. So you can cut this into any shape mm-hmm. you want. And um, so if you want to make a um, – uh, like a reversal spell or something, you get their picture and you cut two pieces of these about the size of a playing card and you, uh, you can treat the picture with a uh, destruction oil or reversal oil in a five spot and write your petition on the back and put it between these two pieces of mirror that you cut and wrap them in rubber bands and put mm-hmm. them in a Bible and put it under your bed. And it's very easy to do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, uh, I also have, um, uh, if you look in the history of, uh, our country, there used to be these Bibles you could buy. There were pocket Bibles, and the cover of them was made out of stainless steel, which was a reflective surface. And the idea was you'd give these to soldiers, and they'd put them in their breast pocket, and if they got shot in the heart, the Bible would protect them. It protected them spiritually mm-hmm. and physically. And if you can find these, good. But if you can't, you get those little free pocket Bibles they give away, and you, you cover them with this cut-on mirror, and you put these in your windows to deflect evil intention and evil spirits. Especially in your south windows, windows where um, evil spirits tend to come in. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I love protection that. mirrors, mirrors for protection in particular are fantastic and so wonderful. Fantastic and very easy, and in every yeah, culture. Easy and and in every culture. Um, as uh, anyone who's come into to my place can attest, um, I have mirrors everywhere. While it gives the uh, unintended impression of vanity that I have everywhere I go. There's mirrors <laughs> and apparently well, I'm staring Bogwas. into them. I've got, but in, I've got in, Bogwas in all reality, over my house. Oh yeah. Look, my, my bedroom has at, at least half a dozen mirrors. My living room has a dozen or so mirrors, B- both the giant kind of big ones. I have one big mirror that goes across the wall. Um, and then I have my altar rooms are filled with mirrors. Um, and even the hallway, when people enter, the very first thing that they see are a set of mirrors that they have to face, and mm-hmm. they're, they're fixed and protected. And then the hallway itself mm-hmm. has two mirrors on either side, creating a mirror trap so that any spirit that enters mm-hmm. or anyone's ill intent is caught in the <laughs> kind of unending infant, mirror trap that... Infant, infant so regression, yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, so I have I have a lot of mirrors um, for that very <laughs> intensive purpose. But I also use mirrors for a variety of things in addition uh, to protection. Um, two of the ways that I, I use mirrors is, one, I use mirrors a lot for scrying, but a particular type of scrying. I have crystal bowls, I have black mirrors. I even have a kapala that I use for, for scrying in a sort of passive sense, that is to, to watch or to look. Um, but mirrors in particular have a really great way use in communicating. So if you're trying to send a message or you're trying to reach out with someone through your thoughts, um, and anyone can, can do this, even those that haven't quite developed the skill, the mental skills required for some of the uh, more advanced forms of spiritual communication, be it ghost walking or telepathy or whatever you want to call it, uh, or spirit talking, you can use mirrors to uh, send a, a message to someone. And one way to do it is to use a ink, and you can use magically derived ink, the ink that I have, um, I've specially made for this purpose. And you take a small mirror that is designated or used specifically for this purpose. It's not a reversal mirror. It's a mirror that has been prayed over and intended for uh, communication. And you can fix it by washing it in star anise tea. So you take star anise, boil it into some tea, and then you wash the mirror down with it. Once it's dry, you take your ink and you paint your message right onto the mirror. And then you place the photo of the person on top of the mirror. Now, you don't place the mirror on top of them. You're not trying to trap them. You're not trying to make them feel uh, like they're, they have everything meant to be reversed on them. No, you place the picture on top of the mirror, and you place it where it can have sunlight and moonlight. And that person, wherever they are, will be confronted with that message. They will, have, they will see it. Um, it can be used to send dreams to people. If you do it late at night, you can write down the dream. You can be as detailed, as intimate as you want, and dreams can be used for a variety of different uses. Hey, make sure that you don't forget to pay me, or hey, why don't you have those really <laughs> sexy thoughts, right? You can use the mirror in that regard. So it's a great form of communication when it comes to scrying. Um, or divination has a kind of unique ability to communicate. And if you want to, to be even more tricky about it, you can actually gift someone with a mirror so that there are a pair of mirrors that are fixed. You gift them one mirror and you use the other mirror as a form of spiritual communication with them. That way you have an anchor in, in their life. And it's used for positive effect too, not just being sneaky. You can use it to heal someone. You can use it to assist someone to overcome addictions of sort. If they have some form of addiction, you gift them with a mirror. You you know make it nice and symbolic and it's pretty. You hand them one part of the mirror, the other part of the mirror you use to influence their mind and their spirit to help them overcome or to heal or whatnot. And mirrors are, in addition, uh, wonderful for any type of jinx work. Like we've all heard the kind of saying of mirrors, uh, breaking a mirror has, brings bad luck. Well, you can transfer that bad luck to someone by breaking a mirror and then placing it into, and indeed a lot of kind of cursing and crossing powders involve some form of mirror powder or glass powder. Breaking that into small, small bits, powdering it, to be very careful with this, and then including it into some type of uh, powder that you will lay out for the person to walk through, foot track magic, taking the kind of bad luck of the mirror and uh, giving it to them, or breaking a mirror and scattering a mirror that has been 
uh, anointed with double cross oil um, across someone's lawn. That's a way to, to kind of pass on bad luck. So you, there's a lot of creative uses uh, for mirrors. And those are just kind of a couple ways that I use them in, in my life in addition to kind of reversal and, and protection work. Just a little way of thinking um, outside of the, the, the box, if you will. Uh, John, <laughs> you had a particular mirror, uh, and then we'll go to you, Debbie. You had a particular mirror that you were mentioning before we um, got onto the, the show. I, want, I wondered if you'd be able to talk about that mirror. Yeah, there were uh, two mirrors I was very interested in. One was the Psychomantium uh, and the, the work mm-hmm. by Dr. Raymond Moody. And the other one was the Kazarev mirror, uh, which you can find in Russian esoteric literature from the 90s. And it's a device that's made from aluminum, uh, which is uh, it's a spiral-shaped surface. Uh, and according to um, the hypothesis, it's able to focus different types of radiation, including that coming from living objects. And um, they're using experiments related to extrasensory perception conducted uh, uh, in the Russian labs uh, during uh, the Cold Wars when the Russians were very interested in psychic experiments. You see it in some of that literature that was released uh, at the uh, Institute of Experimental Medicine in Siberia, by the way. Uh, Humans who were um, allocated into the cylindrical spirals, uh, and there's a certain uh, formula for these spirals, uh, mm-hmm. allegedly experienced uh, anomalous sensations, um, out-of-body experiences, um, ESP, uh, astral projection, and all sorts of things. So um, these uh, Kozarev mirrors, uh, there are people that make them and you can buy them, but some of them are small enough to look through. Some of them are big enough that you walk through like a, like a labyrinth. Oh, wow. And they create uh, anomalous experiences you detach from reality. Hmm. And, uh, and there are uh, there's literature you can find online and read this. And when you read them, you're very fascinated, and you think, I want one of those. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be very difficult to make one. But the psychomantiums, uh, uh, there there are a couple of kinds of those. It's a small area with a chair and a mirror, and it, and that mirror's mm-hmm. pretty big and it's angled, uh, so it doesn't reflect anything except darkness. And uh, they they go back to ancient Greece and even before, but Raymond Moody, uh, Dr. Raymond Moody, who wrote a book called Life After Life in the 70s, got me interested in it when I was a teenager. And uh, so I took a big mirror and set it in a closet. Uh, it was like one of those big vanity mirrors. And uh, I set and set and set and set and set. And I thought, well, nothing's going to happen here. And I got into this state of like, ah, and son of a bitch, my grandmother walked out of that mirror. And uh, mm. I, I, about tore that door, I, I about tore that door down trying to get out of that closet. And uh, – but uh, Raymond Moody has set up uh, uh, institu- uh, like, a, like an institution where you can hire, you can rent time and go into a sensory deprivation room with a psychomantium. And mm-hmm. um, so you can uh, uh, go into these rooms and, um, uh, and do this. But the way, the way you do these is you, you get a large mirror. Now, he'll sell you a psychomantium mirror that he's autographed and everything, but it's basically a big mirror. You put it at an angle pointed upward. Uh, where it doesn't reflect you, but it reflects darkness, and you put a light behind it, like a candle or a dim red light, and then you just look into the mirror and wait for something to happen, and eventually something will. Mm-hmm. Mm. I've heard uh, a lot of stories of psychomantiums, and even people that you know have no previous psychic abilities that they know of, or you know any sort of 
you know, magical or spiritual practice. It's I, I don't believe I've ever heard of anyone walking out of a psychomantium not having had some kind of experience. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There, there are tons of stories uh, and um, lots of experiences. And I've, I've worked with them a long time. I've worked with them a lot. I have one in my chapel. Uh, I have a, lar- a long mirror in my chapel, and I've held, I've had people. I've walked people through psychomantium experiences. Uh, you can uh, visit with departed loved ones. As, you can uh, you can perform necromancy with them, essentially, and uh, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. have lots mm-hmm. of experiences with them. But I suggest anyone who's never done it before to have a coach. You know, someone that can sit there. Mm-hmm. It's, it's kind of like it's kind of like dropping acid. You should have someone there to talk you down. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, we're chewing peyote. Uh, you need a guide. You need someone to say, okay, you know, that stuff is happening. Um, back off yeah. now. You know, take a deep breath and back off from it. Uh, any of these really and, intense and mystical experiences, you need you need a guide. Absolutely true. Okay. You definitely need a guide. Also because mirrors have – they act as sort of portals and, and gateways. When you do that type of work, if you're not skilled in dealing with spirits, you've just invited a spirit to hang out in that mirror. So you, you need a little mm-hmm. bit of – abilities or, or coaching to know how to deal with spirits in those particular instances. Um, I know that, for example, in, in the North African Middle Eastern tradition of Seher, when we work with the jinn, we work with mirrors in particular to both capture jinn um, who are troublesome, but also to communicate with jinn. And it is a tricky experience. If you don't know what you're doing, you now have this mirror that, uh, the spirit that can use the mirror to get into your home and cause all sorts of mischief, both uh, necromantic spirit, spirit of the dead, or any other type of spirit. So having a coach when it comes to this type of work in particular, the, the spirit aspect of working with mirrors, is, is very important. But there's a variety of other uses mm-hmm. of mirrors that anyone can do, as we mentioned, reversal work, protection work, etc. Devi, I wanted to ask you, you mentioned, for example, that you work a lot with uh, candles and you do candle services. Do mirrors feature mm-hmm. in any way, shape, or form in your practice with candle work? Uh, yeah, uh, the spelling at the end uh, definitely deals a little bit with that. Uh, but absolutely, I mean, just something that really recently came up is, you know, I had someone who had a very awful and unfair uh, supervisor at work. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I, I find, you know, trapping that boss, you know, between two inward-facing mirrors uh, with burning, mm-hmm. you know, butted candles, uh, you know, on top mm-hmm. of it. Uh, you know, different candle arrangements meant to you know, have specific uh, effects uh, related, you know, to that individual case itself. Uh, you can absolutely. Uh, the only thing is, you know, if you, if you do want to be burning a candle on top of a mirror to take into consideration that it is glass, uh, so you want to use mm-hmm. some kind of holder uh, because if you, you know, just you know, put it right onto the uh, the mirror itself, it's very you know, impactful visually uh, and energetically. Mm-hmm. But if it burns all the way down, there's a very good chance that it's going to end up shattering the mirror, which may or may yep. not be something you want to do. <laughs> mm-hmm. so, you know, if, you, if you don't. You don't want that to happen. You know, take precautions, and uh, and sort of on the the tip of you know uh, taking precautions. I just I feel it is appropriate to mention. You know, some people might not think of reversal work as being something that requires them to cleanse themselves afterwards. Um, but it is kind of a best practice that if you are going to be using reversal work, even though it isn't full-on jinx work necessarily, you know, mm-hmm. you still want to be, you know, taking some sort of cleansing bath that includes hyssopant uh, in order to just, you know, make sure that you're staying uh, righteous and clean and, uh, you know, above the work so that you're not 
taking on anything you don't want to because uh, some people might necessarily think it necessary with that kind of work, but it's still, it's still uh, you know, recommended. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, that's a fantastic way of working with can- uh, candles and mirrors, combining two really um, different techniques that are often associated with one another. You know, can- mirrors um, are put into boxes or placed up on walls, but burning candles on them, what a fantastic way of working, either directly on it if you want it to crack um, or not so. Um, and a question for both of you, and, and something that I can see uh, the chat asking about, um, about reusable mirrors. Do both of you believe that mirrors can be reused? Do you have certain mirrors that you use regularly? And I mean, in addition to kind of the scrying, which obviously should, you know, are, are reusable. But in, for example, reversal work, do you, you know, if you put, if you burn some reversal candles on a mirror, can you reuse that can- mirror or has that mirror got to go part, as part of the disposal? And I'll open this up for, for either of you. Uh, I tend to, if, if I'm reversing something back on an enemy, I won't reuse that mirror. Uh, the mm-hmm. disposal of the mirror I with that is part of the ritual disposal of getting that person the, the heck out of my life or whoever's life that I'm working for. Um, if it's something though that I've been using, like for almost as like as I mentioned before, like an amparo, where you know I'm putting someone between mm-hmm. them for protection, and it's outward facing mirrors. Um, those I cleanse and use again because it's a little bit different. But if it's been used specifically against an uh, individual, I won't reuse that in my personal practice. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah, I, I, and, I, I, and yeah, I tend to reflect that. Go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry, Ali. Go right ahead. No, you go ahead, man. No, no, you first. Go ahead. Okay. Okay, because you can buy boxes of mirror tile, uh, you know, the one-foot-by-one-foot one yep. mirror tiles for very cheap. And if you go to – there's a place here in town called Knoxville Railroad Salvage. God, you can buy them for nothing, for nothing. You can buy uh, – I think I, last time I bought mirror tile, I bought a gross of them for $20, 144 for oh $20. Because Yeah, but, well, you know, some of them are chipped. The corners are chipped. That doesn't matter. And uh, the ones that I would use for uh, jinxing work definitely shatter them and bury them with the rest of the stuff. The stuff I use mm-hmm. for money, attraction, work, things like that, keep them. They just build up power. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely yeah. true. That is a fantastic advice. Um, I think this is, unfortunately, we've come to the end of our uh, discussion about this. This was such a great topic and hopefully uh, informative for, for our, our listeners. Um, this is one of those areas that, for whatever reason, we didn't cover in the, in the you know, I'm thinking of 2017. And, you, and, uh, and I'd like to say, you you would never reuse a mirror box. <laughs> yes, no. The mirror box is meant to be buried or disposed of. Definitely don't reuse that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thank mm-hmm. you, Debbie Spring, for bringing this topic to us. It was such a fantastic topic. And hopefully people will well. learn uh, um, some interesting stuff from it and different uh, angles about mirrors that you can do some interesting stuff with them. Um, uh, and hopefully we'll, we can have you come back on and either do a part two or uh, bring another wonderful topic that clearly we've been missing. Um, and there's a, there's a, that would be oh, yes. so thank, yes. thank you for that. We're going to have our wonderful uh, guide, um, Papa Newt, lead us forward onto our next segment, which is to do readings for people. The Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rework Hour with your host, Conjurman Ali, and special co-host John St. Germain, and this week's special guest, Debbie Spring, will be right back 
We'll be taking calls from our listeners, answering their questions through spiritual divination and prescribing down-home conjure remedies and remediation. Our calling clients are selected from among those who filled out a short questionnaire at the Lucky Mojo Forum at forum.luckymojo.com. You can listen to the show online through Blog Talk Radio or via telephone by dialing 818-394-8535. If you filled out a client questionnaire at the forum, please dial in now to 818 818- 394-8535 and press 1 to let us know that you're available to be on the air. We will select callers by their area code and if your area code is announced, we would like you to say hello and let me, your announcer, pop a new read a brief description of your situation before turning it over to our host. Now it's time to go to the phones and take our first caller. Now we do have our first caller calling in from area code 786, but we do did have two people signing up from the same area code. So, uh, Area code seven eight six is the Cinnamon Girl ninety two or Nikki. This is Nikki. Hi, Nikki. Thank you for calling us. Um, let me get your information brought up here. One moment. All right. And now I see that you have been on the show previously. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. Oh, it's been a couple of years, June of 2015, and things have changed during that read. That's good to hear. Now, this is a different situation. You have not been to any other readers and root workers for this particular uh, session or this reading we're going to be doing today. Is that correct? Correct. All right. And Nikki writes, I need advice on how to move forward in my life. Things have changed drastically in the last two years, and I am extremely uh, stagnant financially. I feel blocked and confused in my life and career. I'm 42 years old and need a definite change in my circumstances for the better. Turn it back to you, Congressman Ali. Thanks for that, uh, Papa New. Noel, this is, uh, thank you for trusting us with your situation, Nikki. And timing-wise, what a great time for us to take a look at how to start things afresh and anew. We're going to have John St. Germain stepping in from his cat to do your uh, first reading. Debbie Spring will follow up with uh, some advice and insight on her own, and then I will conclude with some root work, and then we'll all kind of come together. Um, but let's take a look and see if uh, John St. Germain can uh, diagnose what's going on here and what direction we should be going in. So I'm turning this over to you, John. Okay. Uh, hi, Nikki. Um, hi. I, I said, oh, hi. Well, uh, these drastic changes... Uh, I want to uh, see if I got a, a, a picture of them here in front of me. I, I cut a few cards, and uh, were you uh, – the drastic changes went, you were you were very social and popular, and uh, or you had a social area, and then there was uh, maybe a, a relationship that uh, went very bad, and then all of a sudden you found that uh, there was bad gossip and stuff? Yes, yes, there was a lot so, of that. Yeah, bad backbiting gossip is like people turned on you. Uh, uh-huh. That, that's exactly, and then after that, it seemed like everything went bad. Um, um, that the energy just shifted and went completely different. Um, and the turning point does seem to be uh, about people, uh, a relationship, some people, and then work uh, followed suit. And then you got a sense that what you wanted to do in life, uh, what you thought you wanted in life, was uh, was not right. And then. And now the the underpinnings knocked out from under you. Uh, the past had no appeal to you anymore, but you don't know what you want for the future. Um, um, it's an existential crisis, basically, is what we call that. Uh, does that seem that's a picture that I have here right now? Does that seem likely? Yes, it is. 
Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, don't agree with me just to agree with me. I don't. I don't mind being wrong. If my spirits are, you know, lazy today, I, I don't mind it. But I mean, if that's no, if that's no, where no, it, you're absolutely correct. Okay, um, I'm going to tell you that um, you can look at this as a bad thing or a good thing, um, because sometimes when the, the past gets wiped away, you have this nice clean area, the space that you can uh, call in all kinds of creative energy and just completely rewrite, repaint, recreate uh, whatever future you want. And you're going to do this by summoning it in. You ask for it and you'll get it because set aside for you in the universe, we believe this in new thought, is this vast storehouse of stuff just for you. All kinds of goodies and blessings and the, the perfect relationship, the perfect job, perfect career, perfect calling, perfect friends and everything. They're just waiting for you to call them in. And what you have to do is learn to do that. And part of that is is realizing that you're ready for it. You deserve it. I know this sounds, you know, like uh, pep talk and everything, but it's really true. And you learn to sit out there and say, "Okay, I'm ready for you. You know, come to me." And when you do this, and you open that, and you have that, but you got you got to get rid of that. Get rid of the stuff that doesn't belong to you first. And that's what really happened there. You had a lot of stuff that wouldn't belong to you. It wasn't a good fit, and it went away. Wow. So now, now it's time to start bringing in the stuff that is yours and bring it in and start opening that path. But you know what has happened? I think is that there's been so much pain and hurt and resentment and uh, ennui and apathy that there's uh, blockages in the way. And yeah. uh, those blockages, one by one, have to be recognized and addressed and dealt with and laid to rest and honored and dealt with. And that's where your uh, your root worker and your spiritual uh, counselor and everything's going to help you with that. So uh, I'm going to give this t- to my esteemed colleague, Conjurman Ali. Thank you. Thank Thanks you so much. Question. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. You're welcome. You're welcome, Nikki. You're welcome. Thanks for that fantastic reading. Um, let's have Debbie Spring uh, do your next reading. Sure. Uh, so I get, you know, similar ideas. I, I see – I'm sort of seeing the aftermath of the two years that you were talking about because I'm seeing – I get the seven of pentacles. I'm just working with the regular Rider Waite tarot in case anyone is wondering. Uh, so we see a person is, like, looking at this bush with all these pentacles and, uh, you know, really taking stock of what's going on there, what's good, what they want to cut away, maybe what worked for that harvest and what did they need to do differently. So as he said, sort of, you know – deciphering what was yours and all that and keeping that and moving on and cutting away the stuff that uh, no longer suits you. And yeah, you're going to need to get that start, uh, revitalize yourself. The next card is the page of cups, which is a really good cup for that because you're getting the page energy has that sort of youthful enthusiasm and uh, joy for life. Since it's a cups card, uh, you know, it is the emotions. And then as far as sort of like spiritual action, talk a lot about bathing and using waters, a very watery thing to sort of heal yourself and uh, soothe yourself and help yourself move forward. And I, I want to step on uh, Conjurman Ali's toes because I know he's going to have an amazing amount of work, or not amount, but amazing work for you to do, amazingly effective work. Um, but definitely I need that you know, bad to help you uh, get clear and move forward and soothe yourself. So maybe something like a healing or blessing Florida water even. It has that blue tone. It's cooling. Uh, it, it brings in blessings. I know I always feel very uplifted. But it's sort of a period of just uh, healing and moving forward and rediscovering uh, your enthusiasm and motivation to move forward. 
And then I think what's really going to move, Pat, uh, help you, you know, really make that barrier and break through and get to the next phase. And there's going to be some uh, road opening work here. I mean, maybe even something like a blockbuster, since it's something that's been going on so long. But uh, but the next card that came up was the Hierophant, and whenever it comes up in a circumstance like that, my eye went straight to those crossed keys. And for me, that talks about uh, opening that road, that that new fresh enthusiasm that you cultivate for nurturing yourself with the Page of Cups energy can then just mm. open that door freely and walk through into the new phase of things. Uh, and I think it's going to go really well, and I don't think you're going to have to do a lot of weird out-of-the-box stuff because the Hierophant is sort of about, you know, the, the stuff that's worked in the past is going to work again. You're just going to have to, you know, do that work uh, of, healing yourself and refinding the joy and moving those initial uh, debris that's still in your way. And, and you're going to be able to find your word and it's actually going to even be that terrible. It's just, yeah, mm. you do have a lot of emotional bag from what's been going on that you need to know. And it's totally doable. That's what I have for that. Thank you, uh, Debbie. That was wonderful. Fantastic. Wonderful. Um, and really, really wonderfully detailed. So I've got a uh, working here for you, you that I would recommend, Nikki. Um, and it's pretty easy to do, and, and I very much concur with, with a lot of the Debbie's suggestions here. Uh, bathing is a really great start. Florida water is a fantastic uh, uplifter. I'm going to combine a few things um, and and recommend you, you follow them. This is going to be done for uh, kind of in three phases, for seven days each. So you're going to have kind of a total of 21 days. And you're going to work in this fashion to really kind of break out of the path, seal and protect yourself going forward, and then open all roads. And this is a great way to start 2018. You can start this uh, immediately. I would recommend that you begin your work on a Sunday uh, when the moon is, is waning. Um, and then conclude at the end of 21 days. What we're going to do is start out with a bath. I want you to take rose petals and rue, and I want you to brew this into a tea. Get it nice and boiling, and then allow it to cool just a little bit so that it's not too hot, so that it's warmed to the touch, but not um, boiling or, or, or scalding. Uh, so make that into a tea. Add a couple drops of Florida water, as, as Debbie mentioned. This is going to be a fantastic uplifter. Anyone who has smelled Florida water can tell you that it, the spiritual quality is great for cleansing, for clearing, and uplifting. You're going to add a couple drops of Florida water. Then take this mixture. Draw yourself a bath, a nice you know, warm bath to the temperature you're comfortable in. Pour in milk. Add your tea, and I'll add a little bit of honey. You're going to pour your honey and then take your hand and swirl it. Honey will kind of sink straight to the bottom of the tap. You don't want, you know, sticky legs in a bottom. You know, swirl it around, and as you do so, pray. Pray that you will be cleansed. Pray that you will have all hearts removed. This milk and honey bath is ancient. It's been used for thousands upon thousands of years um, with the additions that I've given it's great for what you need. Once you've kind of made your bath, before you sit into it, add just a small pinch of Queen Elizabeth root. 
powder, which is also great for strengthening you and giving you power. You are going to soak in this bath. This is not a bath that you stand up and wash yourself in, as we often do in traditional hoodoo. You're actually going to soak in this bath. You are not going to dispose of any of its used bath water. You can let it go down the drain. It's perfectly fine. Uh, this is a different type of bath, and you're going to do this for seven days. Um, this has the additional effect of, of being really great for the skin, um, and it's, fan, it's a fantastic kind of beauty regimen in of itself. But do this for seven days. Take this bath. You will feel softer. You will feel silky. You will feel good. While you are soaking, pray from your heart. Let any hurt, any pain, any issue that you have had go out into the water. Let the water draw it out of you and leave in its wake something that is cleansed, something that is just pure. By the end of the seven days, you should feel refreshed. You should feel like you were a new person, like everything has left you. Once those seven days are done, you're on, on to the next stage. What you're going to do is you're going to get slippery elm, lemongrass, and agrimony. And you're going to get yourself a charcoal, incense charcoal in particular, not the charcoal you use for barbecue, okay? So go get yourself some incense charcoal. You're going to burn this in a heat-proof dish. If you have a sensor or a thurible, you can use one of those. But any heat-proof dish will, will do. Um, and you're going to light your charcoal and sprinkle on the mixture of slippery elm, lemongrass, and agrimony. And as the smoke comes up, I want you to waft it onto yourself very lightly. Don't breathe in the smoke. I don't want you coughing. Just kind of waft it onto your body and pray that you are protected, that all gossip, all rumors slips right off of you. Any block conditions are broken. Let it spark up. Let it crackle. You hear all those blocks and walls tumbling down with every crack of the incense. When it has burnt all down, wait till it's cooled. Take the ash of the incense and you are going to anoint your feet with a cross on the soles of your feet while reciting Psalm 91. This is a very powerful protective technique so that now that you've cleansed yourself of the hurt, you can then seal yourself from any further hurt, pain, difficulty, negativity, etc. So now that this is the next step. This is done for seven days. And then the final seven days are about opening those walls up. So once we've cleansed you, once we've protected you, then it's time to open it all up. And what you're going to do is on the very first day, I want you to get a orange candle. Get a nice big one, six inches or jumbo. You don't, don't use a four inch. It's not sufficient. And you're going to inscribe onto it all my roads are open all obstacles are gone and you are going to anoint this with road opener and van van oil road opener is great to kind of remove any blockages van van is a luck changer it turns everything around and has a great empowering effect you're going to light that candle, set it down in on a surface that you can move around. It can be a table or right on the floor. And you are going to stand mm -hmm. at eat at the four directions of this candle. You're going to stand in front of the candle so the candle is behind you. And you are going to say with full intent and strength that my roads are now open. 
You are going to move in a clockwise fashion. You're going to stand so that you're now to the right of the candle. Again, the candle is behind you. And again, you will say, my roads are now open. And you're going to repeat this for the four directions. In front of the candle, to the right of the candle, behind the candle, to the left of the candle. You're going to do that on mm-hmm. its first day. And then you're going to snuff out the candle. Every day after that, for seven days, you're just going to light the candle and repeat that process where you are moving in that direction. On the final seventh day, let the candle burn completely down. And what you're going to do is then take Van Van Oil and Hoyt's Cologne. Hoyt is another one of those powerful perfumes and scents and colognes that really is uplifting. And you're going to anoint your feet. And that is the final stage so that every step you take leads you down a open and successful path. Okay? That's what I would recommend here. It's a great working. It's simple, um, but it does take time. And it's about dedicating yourself because you need a change. You need a shift. You need something to move spiritually. So we're going to work in this mm-hmm. fashion to get your entire life onto a different path. Now, we have a couple minutes still left, so I'm going to turn this over and see or open this up to see if Debbie Spring um, or Jonathan Germain have anything further to add, any kind of alterations that they would like to make um, or suggestions based off what they saw in their reading. Thank you so much. What do you say, what do you ahead, say Ms. I, Debbie? I, I, no, no, I was going to turn it over I, to you. I was going to say, what do you say, Ms. Debbie? I I thought uh, I thought that was an absolutely beautiful and perfect working and uh, you know as as I said I had seen bathing and Florida water and road opening and things that needed to happen and he put yep. that all down for you I don't have any I don't have any improvement that I could put there. Uh, one of the things I like to do uh, is, is uh, discharge or cleanse uh, internally as well as externally. Um, uh, you know, in a lot of practices you drink the roots, right? Um, so, and uh, that's one thing you've got to be careful of too when you uh, prescribe roots for some traditions uh, to bathe in. You've got to make sure that um, it's non toxic because, in some traditions, like Jamaican uh, gentlemen uh, will drink the roots as well. So, they'll drink the bath water. You don't want to put anything in there that'll like uh, eucalyptus. Too much, eucaly- too much eucalyptus will give someone diarrhea. So, you've got to be careful with that. But uh, I like to do an internal cleanse. So, uh, if uh, you yeah. enjoy con- cognac as I do, uh, you can get an orange-infused cognac called Grand Marnier mm. and put a few drops of Florida water in it. Not a lot, just a few drops. Nothing in Florida water is toxic. I've checked it out. And uh, enjoy it. Just sip it, uh, smell it, mm. you know, sniff it, and sip it, and uh, do an internal cleanse as well. And plus, it's very enjoyable. Cognac's very enjoyable. So um, yeah. this is something I do about, uh, about once every uh, – depends on how stressful my week's been – um, how many clients I've talked to every uh, week or two weeks? <laughs> I'll sit. I'll sit with a glass of cognac, you know, with some Florida water mm-hmm. in it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, I want to try that. Thank you. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now everybody in the chat room is going. I want to run out and get some cognac. Yeah. Uh, and it's a good excuse <laughs> to drink you. cognac. Thank it's you. spiritual. It's for spiritual uses. So there you go. Yeah. And if if you're not a for for those that are non-alcohol, uh, they don't like alcohol in any way, shape, or form. Lemon with a little bit of cayenne pepper. You can uh, make a, a lemon tonic by brewing lemons in in some hot water with the actual skin on so you cut it up into into pieces you can make sure that you keep that skin and add just a little bit of cayenne pepper and that also is a really powerful internal cleanser right. 
oh, yes. for something like that. But you, mm-hmm. you got to be a little, you know, you got to be careful with the spice and make sure that you're comfortable with it. Um, thank Can't you for you, calling uh, ginger? in. Uh, ginger? Ginger is fantastic as well. Thank you for calling in and trusting us with your situation. Um, we thank have so much. Uh, come to the end of that. We thank wish you, you all the best. Do call. Do call back in and let us know how things um, turn out. We are going to take a short break and have Papa Newt lead us on to our uh, next section. All right. Uh, the oh, sorry. The support for this programming is provided by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and uh, located online at luckymojo.com and by the Association of Independent Readers and Rootworkers, AIR, a directory of ethical and authentic kinder practitioners located online at readersandrootworkers.org, and by the Crystal Silence League, a free online prayer service of missionary independent spiritual churches located online at crystalsilenceleague.org. Uh, now it's time to go back to our phones, or I have to check real quick. Ollie, did, uh, Councilman Ali, do we have uh, a caller? Are we going back to the queue? We um, our callers have uh, unfortunately dropped. There was a person in the queue, oh. and I think um, my uh, my scary voice frightened them off. Uh, so what we're going to do is actually have uh, a continual discussion about road opening, and I think it's quite fitting. Um, we have a you know some time set aside for uh, callers. This can be a continuation of what we were discussing with our previous caller. Um, but also kind of suggestions for people in general. So I'm going to start this off. We're going to do some just open, free association thinking, um, throwing everything at the wall about road opening and really kind of removing blocks and starting things afresh before we end the segment and then move on to our our first spell for the week. Um, I think it's quite fitting given that it is our first episode of the of the news to talk about this so it all kind of works out and hopefully it is useful for people um i'll start us off and then feel free to to jump in uh debbie spring and um john st germain Mm -hmm. so road opening work in particular and hoodoo has two kind of bifurcating paths uh, one that's a little bit older and one that um uh, is a result of more uh i would say modern by modern i mean 20th century uh, so not, you know, yesterday. But the oldest form of kind of road opening work is, is really called blockbuster work. Blockbuster, which Miss Cat has brought back and really popularized, fall, fell out of favor uh, in, the, in the 20th century, in the mid to late 20th century in particular, for a different type of work known as road opening. Both of them function in the same way. They both do kind of the same thing, in that they're meant to remove obstacles and open new ways. But they refer to two different formula and two different recipes for a particular product. Blockbuster has a little bit more of an uncrossing element. It's got a little bit more of an explosive quality and is often used when Mm-hmm. The blocked conditions aren't natural. Something has happened to make things go awry. And so you turn to Blockbuster in that regard. One of the oldest ways of doing Blockbuster is something that I was taught, and it's very popular in Virginian Conjure. Um, you'll also find it up all the way up in, in, you'll find it in Baltimore and Maryland, um, and in some places in the Carolinas as well, is, is actually John the Conqueror route. We often associate John mm. the Conqueror route with um, luck and skill and 
uh, masculine power, but it actually has an older tradition of dealing with blocks. The idea being that the spirit of John the Conqueror, which is one of the more famous spirits of hoodoo, is able to overcome all obstacles by wit, by skill, and by luck. So you use John the Conqueror, and there are often John the Conqueror candles just dedicated for this, with John the Conqueror oil, John the Conqueror pieces in it. You would use it to break down any barriers, to conquer any obstacles in your way. In the, in the mid to late 20th century, we start to see less blockbuster stuff and more road opening with the introduction of Abre Camino and uh, more interaction with the Latin American community, specifically um, the traditions of Curanderissimo, um, as well as the kind of supply shops that we see showing up uh, in, in Texas and California, etc., and that became quite popular. Road opening oil, or abre camino, depending on where, what you want to call it, but you'll find the uh, road opening oil is a slightly different approach than Blockbuster. Both do the same thing. They deal with blocks and they open roads, but road opening oil is much gentler in that regard. It's about removing away, dusting away the kind of obstacles that may be in your path, any kind of debris that might have been built up over a period of time. Um, that might have been a result of just kind of everyday mess. And it does happen. Um, sometimes things just get blocked. And it doesn't always mean you have an enemy out there working against you, trying to defeat you or, or destroy you or trying to make things worse for you. Sometimes it, things just get blocked. Contemporaneously, or in more modern times, what it's common among both root workers and clients is to use both of these as in conjunction with one another. To start off with blockbuster products or blockbuster oil, literally there's an image of dynamite, um, as, as, as was mentioned in the chat room by Ms. Michael. Um, you start off with blockbuster to blow apart any obstacle that might be in your way, and then conclude with a road opening that will clears away and cleanses the debris. So that's just kind of a brief, if you will, history as a mm -hmm. historian uh, who, in my day job, I, I, I teach history. Um, I had to start off with a little bit of, of kind of background to road opening, and then I want to open open the kind of floor to both uh, Debbie Spring and John St. Germain to, to talk about road opening in your work. Uh, why do you use road opening? Is there a particular mm -hmm. approach that you find useful? Uh, what do you think our clients and our listeners would like to hear about this? Uh, I mean, I talked a little bit when I was on the show uh, when I do road opening because I do work primarily with Hindu deities. I will go to Ganesha Fat, uh because he is, uh, you know, the lord of obstacle removing. So it goes really well uh, to petition him and his aid for opening roads. Uh, so I normally would combine some sort of candle work and bathing work uh, with, you know, uh, mantras and rituals, uh, petitioning his aid for that. But uh, I really am glad you brought up, you know, the John the Conqueror being used uh, for that kind of thing, because uh, I will often... Uh, clients or, or for myself to combine a little bit of John the Conqueror with whatever formula, you know, they're going to be using for their road openings, whether it's road opener. You know, I'm like, well, mix a little John Conqueror in there, you know, it'll, it'll, mm -hmm. 
extra gravitas uh, to, to the work. Or, you know, Van Van John the Conqueror, I really like uh, as, as a bath as well. And also for dressing candles, that combination uh, is, is really great. With Blockbuster, the only thing is I don't personally uh, go to it first. Uh, even though I know you say you, know, mm-hmm. you blow it all up and then you move the debris. Because just in some cases, not always, uh, the blockbuster can be a really dramatic uh, blowing apart of the mm-hmm. things and the structures that are in your way. And sometimes that can go above and beyond what you actually perceive as what is blocking you. Um, and so it can almost sort of the destruction can sometimes be wider than you're expecting, and then there ends up being extra stuff to clean up that you weren't anticipating. And I mean, overall, at the mm-hmm. end of it, it's good. Uh, <laughs> but maybe, you know, if you can get by with a little van van or road opening or uncrossing or, you know, whatever, yep, yep, yep. and can yes. get past, then, you know, it'll be easier for you in the long run. Not that blowing apart everything and shaking it down to its foundations won't end up being amazing but it can just take longer. So if you can get it done with less, I prefer mm-hmm. to start there. You know, the whole, yeah, like, a taking fantastic. a, you know, a hammer to... That's, that's, that's very smart. That's very smart. Very smart, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, one of the things to, to mm-hmm. also recognize is when you're, doing, when you're doing blockbuster work or road opening work in general, when you're, call, you're calling upon God or, or a spirit or a deity or whoever you're working with, you're calling upon them to remove all obstacles from your way. You're calling upon the lightning of heaven to break down the barriers that have been holding you back. Sometimes those barriers involve people. Sometimes those barriers involve things that have been holding you back that you didn't think were holding you back. So you want to be careful with, with road opening work. It's not just, um, oh, now all my roads are opening. It's a process of literally right. unblocking. Um, so calling upon, um, you know, calling upon that work, there, there should be an element of discernment and preparing yourself yeah, I believe. and putting your trust in God or the universe and saying, or your higher power or whatever, saying, you know what, whatever needs to go, I trust that it needed to go. I believe that's right. Uh, you know, I used to be in engineering and uh, I worked with architects and you'd look at a project like a building and you'd say, well, can we surgically repair this or do we need to do just a slash and burn and start all over? So you look at the scope of your work first and some situations you can do a surgical repair. You say, we just need to tweak and remove this obstacle. It might be they have, uh, you know, like a bad boyfriend or girlfriend, or they have a bad job. or You don't want to go in there and go boom and blow their whole life up. But sometimes it's such a mess. It's just such a mess. You say, you know what, we got to do a blockbuster here and then create space and then bring in piece by piece, you know, your good relationship energy, good uh, – Financial energy, good you know, good luck right up the right right off the bat, bring in good luck, and and so I think mm-hmm. that's the situation. Sometimes the road is just so bad, you just have to blow that road up and create a new road. Um, so you got road opener and road destroyer, <laughs> and and sometimes you got mm-hmm. you know you know you got to bring in Shiva, <laughs> and you yeah. got to uh, got you got to bring in the destruction crew. And uh, Picasso, the great artist, said, before you create, you have to destroy. And and that is a very profound mm-hmm. statement. Um, you got to blow mm-hmm. it up sometimes, but not always. And uh, I always, but I always advise everybody. Uh, people call me for conjure, conjuring um, coaching. I say start with a road opener. Um, mm-hmm. and anything you do, it's not going to hurt anything. Mm-hmm. And 
if and if if you do a work and it come and your candle's burning black and it's spitting fire and doing all you know uh, and summoning demons and stuff, you'll wish you had. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. uh, and 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 be, and be very go ahead, ready go ahead. to follow up. That, yeah, it'd be very ready to follow up that road opening with you know some sort of attraction work to bring yes, in yeah. what it is you're aiming for because nature pours a vacuum. And if you just blow a big hole in it, and then you don't specify what you want to fill that hole, whatever's know, hovering around is going to take you land on it. <laughs> right, mm-hmm. so you want to be real sure to to get in there and back it up right away with you know, it, you know being specific about what you want to fill that space so that you get what you want, mm-hmm. you know, and not a surprise. <laughs> well, if you blow up that a road, you blow down true. a building. If you blow up a building, you don't go in and build on it. Weeds are going to grow on it. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So and it, uh, you have to well, yeah, one of the a product that's often used in in that regards. That whenever you do kind of road opening work, and this is the same with any type of cleansing work as well. If you cleanse, you want to follow up by putting something back, as, as Debbie mentioned. Uh, you, you know, nature abhors a vacuum, and the two products um, that that are most commonly used in kind of traditional hoodoo to do that. Um, are either John the Conqueror oil or Van Van oil. So if you do any type of road opening work um, or blockbuster work, you can follow it up with Van Van work. Van Van work is sometimes associated with road opening work, but there's a more empowering quality to Van Van. Van Van is about mm-hmm. turning your luck around. It's about it's why we use it to anoint talismans. It's why we use it for luck as well. So it's about turning things around. It's about giving you power, uplifting you. If you smell uh, Van Van, you can actually get that very clear sense of, of what it does. So Van Van, if you do some type of road opening work or you do some type of uh, breaking down of the barriers or blockbuster or whatnot, you can then take Van Van oil and anoint your feet with it, anoint your hands with it. And that's a great way of sealing yourself and kind of preparing yourself for the roads that have been opened. I should also mention that there are uh, spirits that you can work with. Devi mentioned uh, how she works with the deities in this regard, and the, her personal deities uh, in, in uh, her, the traditions that she work with for opening, uh, opening roads, Ganesh in particular. And in Hudu, you'll find that Ganesh is one of the uh, more popular uh, deities that is appealed to for those that practice that. Um, but you also find that for those that work with Catholic saints, that there are Catholic saints that, that assist them. Uh, St. Peter quite famously mm-hmm. is associated with keys and crossroads and therefore is often called upon to do road opening work, whereas St. Barbara is often called upon to deal with blockbusters uh, to kind of break down barriers. She's the uh, patron saint of, of soldiers, of artillerymen, of people who deal with dynamite and explosions, um, because she has lightning is what she's associated with herself. So she's a powerful guardian and protector and can defeat your enemies and can work for justice. But you can also blow apart obstacles. So if you call upon St. Barbara in that regard, she can help you. And for those that don't work in in the Catholic tradition, um, a a very traditional spirit uh, and one that is um, uh, sometimes forgotten is the spirit of the crossroads itself. The spirit of the crossroads mm-hmm. is a spirit in hoodoo that is called upon um, both to grant a uh, in his form as the black man of the crossroads, both to grant um, skill and luck and abilities, but also to open up roads. It's why we go to the crossroads 
for a lot of road opening work. It's why we gather crossroads dirt. And one of the ways to invoke that spirit is to go out to the crossroads, leave some coin, gather some dirt. Uh, some people offer whiskey. Not always. I find that that's quite popular in places like Florida and Georgia. For example, in, in Virginia, we didn't really offer whiskey to the spirit of the crossroads. But we did leave coins. You take you leave a couple coins, gather the dirt, and then when you come home, you create a mini crossroads out of that dirt upon which you can do your magical work, where you can place your jar spells on it, you can place uh, your uh, candles at the various arms of the crossroads that you use. So the spirit of the crossroads is another powerful entity that you can call upon to deal with uh, obstacles and barriers and to open all paths uh, to you. So something to, to bear in mind there. Uh, John, I wanted to ask you, is there a particular technique or, yes. or approach that you find useful in your practice when it comes to road opening work? Do you prefer using candle work? Do you prefer bathing? Uh, what's your kind of go-to method? Well, I, when uh, when I do work for a client, usually it's not a one-time uh, thing. I usually work with my clients over time, and so um, – I have a relationship with them and usually I want them to work with me. I want them to do something while I'm doing something. And so I'll mm -hmm. usually uh, instruct mm -hmm. them on how to perform bathing or cleaning their house. Um, well, usually all that, I have a little booklet I give people and everybody wants that, just email me. I'll send it to you. It's an ebook on, um, on how to clean your house and how to uh, break bad luck and things like that. And uh, I'll instruct them on some stuff because it doesn't do me any good for me to, uh, uh, unblock or uncross you if your environment is still dirty. I believe working from the inside out, you got to create a safe environment from which to work, and then absolutely um, work work from there, right? So uh, I'll, I'll instruct them very carefully. Now, but most of my clients are pretty hip, you know, they're, they're pretty knowledgeable with this stuff. But I'll, I'll ask them to bathe, uh, to clean their house, to uh, prepare some kind of drink, and I like a, a lemon and ginger drink. That's why I was bringing up ginger uh, tea, a lemon and ginger tea uh, to drink. Uh, to purge and just a few things like this. And it depends on their situation. Uh, no two road openings are the same. And uh, I don't do it like a generic road opening. Um, I'll tailor the the road opening burn. If I'm doing a candle burn, I'll try to tailor mm -hmm. it to their particular situation. Is it gossip? Are there people? Are there situations? Is it bad luck? Is it uh, oppression from an uh, evil boss? Is it oppression from an evil institution, you know, government or something? Mm -hmm. Law? Uh, so you know you, you'll you'll add you'll add things to this, and uh, you were mentioning Van Van oil. Um, I like I like Hasnohana oil. I've been working with that um, for mm -hmm. uh, for a couple of years, I guess, and I and I love I like it as much as Van Van. Um, and um, I'll use Van Van, but man, I love I love I love the smell of Hasnohana. It's got that not blooming jasmine in it, and uh, yeah, and I find it. Uh, a lot of my clients have uh, really liked it too, and I've, I've treated uh, amulets for them with it. And uh, when they wear it, the, the smell of the hasnohana seems to um, uh, infuse uh, uh, the good luck and everything with them. Um, so uh, I guess with me, I, I look into the situation. I do divination and um, and see if you need to uh, weigh it more toward uh, road opening with uncrossing or road opening toward attraction. Does that make sense? Mhm. Mm mhm. Mm yeah. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. And how how do you need to tailor it? And um, uh, you know, you know, what 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 do you need to add to it? And and uh, I find the success rate increases if you do this. And don't you just don't pull the uncrossing candle off your shelf and light it, you know, and say, there you are, you're uncrossed, you know, or your your road is open. 
Well, the root worker's a holistic uh, approach is always is the best approach for a root worker. Uh, we have a, a couple minutes left, so just or a few seconds left, but I do want to I'd let Debbie jump in here as well. Um, is there oh, a particular sure. yeah. way that you favor doing uh, road opening work? Uh, for yourself. I know you mentioned that you do work with Ganesha. Now, does that involve uh, prayers? We've talked about mantras. We've talked about candles. What is what is the, your kind of go-to um, technique, if you will, when you work with Ganesha for Road Opener? Sure. Uh, yeah, I absolutely love Sanskrit mantra work uh, for magical manifestation and transformations. You know, there's thousands and thousands of years of spiritual energy, you know, Spoke in those uh, syllables. When you're chanting them, you're tapping into that and bringing it, uh, you know, into your own life for your own. So absolutely, I work with mantras. Uh, As you know, John said, it's 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 not a set way that I do things because I'm going to be looking at uh, the circumstances that a person is coming to me to have the roads open. So yeah, sometimes it might be Mm -hmm. bathing, sometimes it might be candles, sometimes it's all three. But those mantras. That are there for sure. <laughs> can't, can't go wrong with them. Well, thank you both for this kind of impromptu second panel discussion that we had. Um, <laughs> it wouldn't it, it wouldn't be a live show without fun kind of additions like that. Um, so that's fantastic. Everyone got a, a kind of a second panel here in addition to a great topic on on mirrors. You now have a topic on road opening, which is quite fitting for the new year. We're going to take a quick break and then we're going to have Papa Newt come in and have our final segment of the show. The LMC Radio Network is a media alliance whose excellent shows include the Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rootwork Hour with Catherine Ironwood and Conjurman Ollie, Sundays, 3 to 4.30, the Crystal Silence League Hour with John St. Germain, Tuesdays, 5 to 6, Fit and Foxy, Madame Nadia and Jaya Dania, Wednesdays, 6 to 7, and The Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron with Elvira Love and Phoenix Le Fay, Fridays, 6 to 7. All time specific, add three hours for Eastern, sponsored by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. And now it's time for our free spell segment with Debbie Springs of QueenOfPentacleConjure.com in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Take it away, Debbie. All right, so I'm going back to those mirror bindings that we were talking about earlier in the show. Uh, this is a variation on the one I actually mentioned that I uh, did for a client and uh, a terrible boss. Uh, it doesn't have to be a boss you use it against. Basically, any person that's been causing you a great deal of turmoil with their negative words, actions, this is intended to bind them against uh, doing that harm and that negativity reaching you and yours. So make sure to use newly purchased mirrors for this that you have not caught your own reflection in. And as John uh, uh, suggested as well, make sure it hasn't caught the reflection of any pictures of your loved ones either. So you want to have the concerns of the harmful person person, whether that's going to be a picture or you're actually lucky enough to be able to get a hair or uh, some dirt from a foot track, that's great. You're going to put the concerns between two mirrors that have their reflective sides inwards. Uh, Now you're going to take some black thread or ribbon and you're going to dress that in reversal oil. Uh, You're going to bind the mirrors together with that thread or ribbon. Then you're going to sprinkle reversing herbs or powder is good for that. 
Uh, and also I like to throw in a little crab shell powder because that's good for things back to the place that it came. Uh, mm-hmm. You're going to sprinkle those in a counter, <laughs> a counterclockwise direction around that packet that you've created. Uh, you're going to take a black candle that you have butted, and that means you've clipped off the end that sort of comes to a point, and then on the uh, the butt end of the candle, the, the end of it, you've sort of carved it out of that you have the wick there. So the candle is then... And you're going to inscribe the name of the enemy on that in a mirror. with their name then you're going to take reversing to put that on the candle as well and you're going to uh dip that candle uh onto the mirror packet uh, i use a little bit of, a little candle there because as i said you know if you want it to shatter you can put the ribbons on it uh sometimes the ribbons pop up them so just use a little bit of a holster there um, and then you're going to uh, set the candle working and pray over it the entire time. You know, pray that all that negativity and that nastiness that that person is sending out is just going to get reflected right back onto them. And they're going to stay there and they're going to experience their own negativity until they change their ways. In which case, what will be reflected back to them is the positivity they have hopefully learned. But uh, after you set it working, um, and actually, as a sorry, if you want to make it a little bit more complicated uh, or a little more uh, inclusive, you can use helper lights as well. I like to place them serenity around that circle of the herbs that you've made, and you can dress those candles with any supporting uh, condition oils that may be very specific to whatever your situation is. So, for instance, if it is a nasty boss, you know, you might want to put boss sticker or uh, or a tapaboga, mm. you know, shut your mouth, stop gossip, whatever the situation calls for, and burn those helper lights around it as well. So pray over it, set those working, and remember to take a cleansing bath afterwards. You can use the 13 herb or ring crossing, uh, but you want to make sure that whatever you're using does have hyssop because hyssop helps cleanse away any negativity that you may have had by doing an unrighteous act. But, of course, we're keeping you nice and righteous by washing all this away with the hyssop. And as you bathe mm-hmm. with it, you're going to pray the first song, seventh verse, which is about cleanse me with hyssop. Um, basically, that's it. And, you know, you can work that as much as you like. I like to start it uh, on a Saturday because Saturday is mm-hmm. uh, with Saturn and it's good for binding work. Um, I will often do it for, you know, a run of three days, depending on, you know, what your divination or your intuition sort of tells you just the appropriate amount of time to do it. And uh, I have used that and things that are very similar to it and they are extremely effective. Uh, and it's, uh, it's really good stuff to keep you safe and free from the nastiness that others like to spread around. Thank you for that. This is a fantastic, fantastic working. Uh, simple, straightforward, and, and I think easy to do for, for uh, anyone. Um, interestingly, the, these kind of packets in which you, you have kind of like two mirrors uh, with something pressed in between them is probably some of the oldest form uh, of mirror work in addition to broken mirrors being placed uh, in some type of hole. So the kind of two oldest mm-hmm. voodoo techniques we find are broken mirrors in a hole with, with a doll of some sort placed in it 
or which eventually becomes the mirror box, um, or two mirrors pressed uh, against one another like this. That's fantastic. Um, I don't know if you, if you mentioned it or if your phone was breaking up just uh, real briefly. Um, what do you do with the mirror packet once it's done? Ah, so that depends on kind of what you want to happen to that person when it's all said and done. There's different disposal methods that you use. If you have a good relationship with uh, some of the spirits down in the graveyard, it mm -hmm. can be buried there with, you know, proper payment and specific petition as to what ought to happen to them once the spirit has it. Uh, this can go many different directions. Um, the one that I sort of like to use is I'll kind of seal it up in a bottle. And I'll, if I'm going to do this one, I do make sure that everything that I'm using is non-toxic and biodegradable as much as possible. Um, I'll seal it up in a bottle, and I will throw that in a river and let that river carry mm. that person out of my life. And uh, that's, that's a nice way to do it, too. That's, that's my preference. I've also, you know, you can also tree that you have a really good relationship with and can sort of bury it at the roots of a tree and uh, you sort of keep that person rooted there uh, you know so there are different methods of disposal depending on what your intent is for the sort of finishing flourish thank you for that that was fantastic and thank you for such a fantastic fantastic free spell um, let's have uh, Papa Newt come in and say our, our uh, final announcements and then we'll all come back and say a goodbye real briefly, but before, I just want to give a quick thank you for everyone in the chat who stuck around, uh, for all the people who are listening, and thank you to both of, of you, Divi and John uh, St. Germain. The show wouldn't have been as cool as it was for our first show of 2018 <laughs> without both of you and for being uh, uh, amendable uh, to uh, our last-minute changes. Uh, <laughs> oh, thank you so much. Happy You're welcome. To be here. It was great having you on. So let's have a Papa Newt. Thank you, Gunchman Ali, and thank you, John St. Germain, for being our special co-host. And thank you, Debbie Springs of uh, Queen of Conjure, uh, sorry, Queen of Conjure.com in Toronto, Ontario, Canada, for being our guest this week. We invite you to join us next week when we'll have another special guest from the uh, from the Association of Independent Readers and Rootworkers. So stay tuned. Once again, we come to an end of another Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rootwork Hour, brought to you by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forest Hill, California. You you can find Conjurman Ali at theconjurman.com in Mission Bay Hill, California, and John St. Germain at johnstgermain.com in Knoxville, Tennessee. I'm your announcer, Papa Newt, joining you from papanewt.com in Omaha, Nebraska. The Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rubric Hour can be heard every week live on Blog Talk Radio at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, and the shows are available in archive via, via luckymojo.com slash radioshow.html. For all of us at Lucky Mojo, I'd like to say thank you for being here and invite you to tune in once again next week at the same time when you'll hear the familiar strains of the Memphis Jug Band playing the Jug Band Waltz. Thanks, everybody. Goodbye. Thank you, Papa Newt. Couldn't have done this show without your steady hand. Uh, thank you again to Debbie Spring and Johnson Germain. Hopefully you all will have a fantastic, fantastic uh, 2018, and you will come back and join us on the show once more. We'd love to hear uh, from you both. And um, Happy New Year to everyone else who's listening and tuning in. Uh, enjoy 2018. Set your intentions. Light your candles. Be firm in your steps. And we will have a fantastic year together. Look forward to seeing everyone next week. Goodbye from me and until next week.